Good morning, survivors. It's Angie. Today, we're going to talk about, oh, by the way, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Today, we're going to talk about um, paranoia and how it um, becomes an issue for you as you go through narcissistic abuse and after, okay? Um, I am doing this video specifically for a client who asked me to, who also is a member of my SPAN group. You can join SPAN at queenbeing.com slash SPAN. So, let's get started. So being involved with a narcissist is obviously something that can cause you to have a significant amount of personal growth, <laughs> I guess I would say. Uh, you go through this thing where you, you, be, you, know, you become overwhelmed, you start to question everything in your life, and quite honestly, you get to the place where you become paranoid sometimes, and, and it's ugly. Now, my client was telling me, for example, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, she was saying that, you know, she'll just be hanging out in her house and all of a sudden she'll just start worrying that, oh my God, there's somebody outside looking for me or somebody's coming for me or whatever. And, or somebody doesn't like me. So I'm not good enough for somebody, whatever. So what happens is that because you've been through so much crap and you've been so rejected constantly by your narcissist, often starting in childhood with a parental narcissist, um, you know, when you finally get out of a relationship with one, whether it was a dating relationship or a parental relationship, you often find yourself, you know, like I said, questioning everything in your life. Um, and the paranoia comes by, you know, in small bits for some people where it's just, I don't know if that person likes me or, you know, they can't tell if people are genuine or whatever. But what it comes down to is that all of these toxic feelings lead you to feel almost like you're still in the relationship. You're almost equally oppressed if you're not careful. Okay. So yeah, we're going to talk about paranoia. So, you know, between the blame shifting and the self doubt and all of the other stuff that goes along with that, you know, what you're dealing with is a perfectly normal response to this kind of trauma that you've been through. So you have to decide to, first of all, if you want to change it, you have to decide to change it. You can never change anything without realizing it and acknowledging it, right? Discover it, understand it, overcome it, the duo method, right? So how do you discover that you're paranoid? Well, you obviously tell, can tell because you're, you're sitting in your house, everything's fine. And all of a sudden you get this feeling in your chest, you start to worry, you, your brain starts going crazy. You start having thoughts racing and, uh, it's almost like the negative thoughts are, are, are beyond your control. Of course they're not, but, uh, as you're going through narcissistic abuse, you have to relearn that. You feel me? And that you understand that even the mistrust factor of yourself is a rational response to what you've been through. But knowing it's a rational response doesn't make it an accurate one, okay? So you have to work toward changing your responses, and that's what we're about to talk about. Here's the interesting thing. A lot of times um, when survivors say that they are feeling paranoid, what they really mean is that they're feeling a huge and overwhelming sense of mistrust. The mistrust is for themselves and the world around them. And again, it's a rational response, but it doesn't change the fact that it's incredibly painful for the person going through it. It can be incredibly terrifying for the person going through it, and it can actually, you know, continue to increase your trauma as a, as a victim instead of putting you back into the survivor space. Okay, um, whether you're still in the relationship or you're out of it, you know, you're also dealing with the fact that whether it was a parent who you believed was a decent person and you found out later was just a narcissist, or a, you know, a potential spouse or an actual spouse who you believed initially, or you know, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever. You, who you believed initially was someone who was really worthy of your your love and your 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 trust and everything else, and now and now you're realizing that oh my gosh, this person doesn't even really care about me. They aren't capable of caring because they're a narcissist. They have no sense of empathy. They have no sense of concern for other people, and so this can be devastating, and it can absolutely make you doubt everything that you know to be true. It certainly did me. 
uh, literally translated, the word paranoia means aside from your being in your right, you know, aside from your right mind. So what's interesting about that is, um, you know, paranoia often uh, comes along with delusions and feelings of confusion and, and all kinds of stuff. Now, that doesn't mean you're crazy if you're feeling paranoid. It just means that you've been traumatized. And, and it's part of PTSD, I think, or CPTSD. It's, it's one of those like after effects that you're dealing with and it can pass and it will if you stay focused on healing yourself. So a delusion is a belief that has like no rational foundation at all, but you still hold on to it really tightly. Now these can come in varying iterations and varying intensities. You know, you might have a delusion that, that uh, you know, the cops are out to get you, or you might have a delusion that your narcissist is spying on you or watching you or whatever. Um, whether these things are true or false, most likely, when they're delusions, they're not true, uh, but they still can affect your life in such a way that you can become incredibly miserable in the paranoia. Some people have even gone so far as to become agoraphobic, where they don't leave their house as a result of having been abused by a narcissist. And if you ask me, that's just allowing the narcissist to continue to control you even after the relationship is over. So it's just not, it's not worth it. Um, it's really important for your life and for your own personal happiness that you figure out a way to begin to heal again. So there are two main types of delusions. Uh, delusions of grandeur, like as you probably know, as the narcissist tends to have, where they tend to think everything's bigger and better than it really is in their life, or they at least pretend really hard that it is, or seem to pretend. And then you've got delusions of persecution, which is what we go through after we've been abused by a narcissist oftentimes, where we just begin to believe that everyone's kind of after us or against us. Uh, some people will think, that you know things like oh the KGB is bugging my phone or or whatever but it's it's really um, in the case of people who have been through narcissistic abuse uh, a lot of the paranoia is related to the abuse so it might be about the narcissist particularly or like in the case of the the client that I was um, talking with yesterday you know um, she's been through a horrible situation her children have been taken from her um, by a state agency that is almost acting as a flying monkey to this toxic person in her life and um, you know who could blame her for being a little paranoid it's it, I don't know anyone who wouldn't be in this situation um, so the best thing that you can do is when you feel those feelings of paranoid you know you have to distract yourself long enough to understand you know what it is that you're actually dealing with and also to to try to get your rational mind in order so you know, you can do the four corners thing I've tried before where you where you follow the four corners of your screen or any any box, any square you can find with your eyes. So like you go one, two, three, four, one, two, you know, you follow your screen around um, and that will kind of distract you enough. If you look in my on my channel, I'll try to remember to pop a link up here for you. But if you look at my channel, you'll find uh, one of my videos is like a, a two minute way to stop, you know, two minutes to stop you know, when you can't stop crying or something like that. And and basically that's what it is, the Four Corners technique. Um, it can calm you down pretty quickly. You know, the other thing you can do is think about 10 things you're grateful for right then in the moment. As always, gratitude changes your vibe for the better. And, you know, if you can distract yourself long enough from the paranoid thoughts to bring your rational mind back around, a lot of times you can begin to overcome them by simply changing your mind. It's just like anything else. It, whatever you're focusing on is what you're bringing more of into your life. So if you want to have more reasons to feel paranoid, then by all means, stay paranoid. But I don't think you want that, do you? It's miserable. So it's important to learn the difference between actual paranoia and the paranoia that's developed by the survivors of narcissistic abuse, which tends to be less 
irrational and more based on negative experiences that they've had in their lives with narcissists. Okay. So like I said, the best thing you can do is distract your mind and change it. Okay. Decide that you're not going to have it. Uh, you're not going to live like that anymore and decide that, you know, whenever you feel those paranoid feelings, you know, take a moment, decide, is this a rational feeling or is this a paranoia feeling? You know, it's rational if you're, if you're worried the cops are going to come and get you and you look outside and there's red and blues all over the place and, and, you know, sirens or whatever, you know? Uh, but if you are worried about that and you look outside and everything's fine and you have no reason to believe otherwise, well, maybe you should change your mind. Okay. Uh, living in fear is never, ever going to help you have a better life. You've got to live in love. You've got to live in peace. You've got to live in total, um, security. It's a sense of security that's taken from you. It's a sense of security that you're trying to get back here. Okay. So this is what, what it all comes down to. You've got to give yourself, if you, if you are truly safe, which I hope that you are, um, then you've got to re re recognize that. And so whenever you feel paranoid, in addition to thinking of 10 things you're grateful for, tell yourself, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. It's okay. I'm safe. You feel me? And now it's time for Sophie's tip of the day. If you think about something that you can't control, just think about some things that you can control. All right. I'm going to close up for today because I've got so many things to do. I'm about to jump into a client session and I've got my daughter's a uh, little thing. Well, anyway, later today I'm taking my daughter and, and son and another child to a uh, local pumpkin patch. So I'm sure I'll put that in my vlog tomorrow for you. And uh, stay tuned. Um, happy Saturday. As you go through this weekend, remember that narcissists can make weekends very terrible. So if you're still in dealing with one, uh, you know, take care of yourself. Remember the gray rock method when they start to attack you. Remember that you need to stay focused on what matters and on what you can control, not on what you can't control. Remember that you're loved. Remember that you're not alone and I'll see you tomorrow. All right. As always, thanks for being a part of my life and thanks for letting me be a part of yours. And thanks for letting me help you through your recovery. Have a great weekend. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy Saturday. Talk to you soon.